Hello everyone, welcome to the Odd Drummer Gaming Podcast, the podcast that talks about movies based around video games. There's also plenty of talk of video games, movies, and TV shows of all genres. This podcast is a must-miss. This is episode 5, we're going to be talking about Sonic the Hedgehog. Just a little update on me, in terms of YouTube videos I've posted, I recently posted a video, Final Fantasy VII Remake vs... Amazing. Final Fantasy VII Remake versus Final Fantasy XV Linear versus Open World. So what I did, I was just trying to compare the linearity of Final Fantasy VII, Final Fantasy VII Remake versus the Open World of Final Fantasy XV. So check that out if you want. I also scheduled a short drum cover of the Mako Reactor battle theme that's going to post tomorrow morning. It's a snare drum cover that I played on my Zymox practice pad. Honestly, it didn't come out perfectly and I don't know, I just, I didn't feel like re-recording it. I probably should re-record it and make it better, but I don't know. This, one of the strategies I hear is done is better than perfect, so we'll see. I We'll see. As t- in terms of what movies have I seen, I watched Peppermint. I thought it was okay. I thought it was alright. What I didn't really like is that I tend to like more realistic, more gritty portrayals of things these days. And this, I felt, was like really overdramatic. And like the, courts r- the courtroom scene was just over the top and overly dramatic. And just the, the, look, the looks that the two main cops were giving exchanges, it was like very tropey, like not really a realistic or gritty portrayal at all it was just very over the top and dramatic and i it wasn't it wasn't really remarkable remarkable to me at all it was fine i think i gave it three stars um on the letterboxd app if you want to follow along i am at drum j8 i also watched batman and i i liked it but i feel like i i feel like i respected it a little more than I enjoyed it. There was just a, some slow parts. I, I was kind of bored at sometimes, but I did like it. I do. I'll get to this later, but the Joker, Jack Nicholson, was awesome as the Joker. And I, one of the first times he goes into his laugh, it reminded me of of Heath Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix. So I, I'm not sure if either of them referenced Jack Nicholson's Joker, but I feel like it had to have been an influence at some point. I don't know. I guess Oscar Romero did it first, but in terms of live action film movies, unless there was one before the, the 1989 Batman, um, Jack Nicholson, Nicholas? Jack Nicholson. It's Nicholson, right? I always get this mixed up. Jack Nicholson. He he was the first one to do it. Um, I mean, certainly the first one that I witnessed and I experienced. So he... I kind of discounted him over the years because Heath Ledger obviously did an awesome job. And Joaquin Phoenix did an amazing job. Like, I don't think it's fair to compare Heath Ledger to Joaquin Phoenix because, because Heath Ledger was already full Joker in his movie and there was less of him in that movie but i love heath ledger's ledger's joker but joaquin phoenix had the whole movie to descend into madness and in the movie joker i loved it so much it became one of my top four movies that i list on letterbox so i don't think it's really fair to compare them but both excellent portrayals and because of those two excellent performances i kind of discounted 
Jack Nicholson's performance because it, it's kind of old and perhaps dated. But watching it for the first time in possibly 20, 25 years, his performance really was amazing. And, and he didn't have, I mean, Ledger and Joaquin Phoenix probably had Nicholson to reference, but Nicholson had no one to reference. Again, I'm not sure if he referenced Oscar Romero or what have you, but he was the man. He was the first guy, unless Romero did it anyway so i think jack nicholson was amazing as the joker i also watched new mutants i thought it was fine i've kind of been on a anya taylor joy kick because of queen's gambit so i i didn't think it was great like i enjoyed dark phoenix a lot more i think i gave it four or 4.5 stars batman i gave four stars new mutants i gave three and a half stars i thought it was fine it was just just nothing not really remarkable didn't really stand out and i really liked Arya stark in it and what's his name charlie heaton i think is his name we we all know you're british and i know british people do american accents and american actors do british accents and and so on and so forth but i just i felt like his his accent was like we it's like we all know he's british so it's like we all know you're putting on a, a very heavy very ludicrous southern accent i i mean why can't i don't know i I guess I was about to go into the argument, why can't you just hire uh, someone with a southern accent? But that kind of defeats the point of acting. But that bothered me a little bit, like Charlie Heaton putting on a very heavy southern accent. I liked Anya Taylor-Joy putting on a Russian accent that, for me, kind of went in and out of a Russian accent. But I liked her, even though she was kind of a, I don't know what you would call it, anti-villain, anti-hero type thing. She was kind of a, I don't know what you call her, but I liked her performance in it. And I liked Arya Stark. Uh, and the main girl, Blue Hunt, I think is her name. I She was fine. I, I liked it fine. It just didn't, it wasn't amazing to me. And I felt like it was an anti-climactic ending to the 13ology line of movies um if you count them all including x-men deadpool all the wolverine movies i think there's 13 in total and the new mutants should i believe is the end to them because they're gonna absorb them or osmosis them into the marvel cinematic universe since Disney is purchasing everything, but uh, we'll see. I, I, I didn't love it. I thought it was fine. And just a few minutes ago, I I was watching... I just finished Batman Returns, which I liked far more than the original Batman. So I gave it 4.5 stars. And I just, I just really liked it. And it solidified my opinion that Michael Keaton is the best Batman and is the best Bruce Wayne. He was my Batman growing up, but I just think he his portrayal and his treatment of the character was the best. Um, I just really like him as the character. And I love Danny DeVito as the Penguin. I, I just, I always felt sorry for him and I felt sorry for him this time. His, he just, like, I, it was kind of blurred. I don't know how much of it was real. Did, like, did he really want to find his parents or was it just more ulterior motives? But I think certainly a part of him, he really just wanted to find his parents. Why, why they did that to him, why they threw him in the sewers, why they abandoned him and who he was and who his identity was and what 
his real name was. I think that's certainly a part of his character, even if it was ulterior motives. And the scene always get to me, like this scene stuck to me even when I was a kid, when, spoiler alert, when he dies and then he falls face forward and then the penguins come out and then push him into the cold icy waters of the sewer. That always got to me, and it got to me this time. Like, I just always felt sorry for him. He's just, he's kind of grotesque, and his hands are all morphed, and he's just kind of this tragic character, and I just feel sorry for him. But the peak performance for me was Michelle Pfeiffer, and I just think she was amazing. And she was amazing as the nervous, anxious secretary character, and then when she turns into this confident, sexy AF, sexy af catwoman um she is the best catwoman by far tied with halle berry that was a joke um she i just think she was amazing and then she she turned sensitive when she's talking to bruce about wearing masks and she's just like her life is in shambles she she's not sure if who who she is if she's catwoman or if she's selena kyle and she doesn't even know what it means anymore to be selena kyle and she would break into tears and her facial expressions like i just loved her i loved her character i loved the duality of her character i loved i just loved her performance and she was really good really great annette benning was actually cast as catwoman but then she got pregnant so she had to drop out and then um, michelle pfeiffer had to go in and i don't i'm not too familiar with annette benning and her filmography i'm sure i've seen her in one or two things but i i mean i definitely think they want well, they didn't go with the right choice because they chose Annette Bening. But I, what the end product was, was amazing. And I think it's a much more fun movie than the original Batman. And I just enjoyed it a lot more. But man, you got to see Michelle Pfeiffer. She's just beautiful and she's hot in the movie. I mean, there's, I don't know what else to say. She's, but her performance is amazing. And like this makes me want to watch Michelle Pfeiffer's whole film filmography. I'm not going to, but it makes me want to. And I, I completely forgot that she was in Ant-Man and the Wasp. So I can probably rewatch that. And I'm kind of on a Tim Burton kick because I watched Edward Scissorhands, which I loved, and then Batman, and now Batman Returns. So I'm not sure if I will continue with that, but I definitely want to continue with the Batman movies. So I'm probably going... It's funny because I watched Batman with my wife and then I asked her, do you want to watch another Batman movie? And we watched it just a few nights ago. And she's flat out said no. Which was interesting to me. She was just like, no, not really interested. I don't really want to watch Batman. I'm like, okay, then that's good news for me because I can watch it on my own. So we started to watch Batman Returns, but she fell asleep. So I finished it on my own. But now I have free reign to continue on with Batman Forever, which I'm kind of reluctant to do. But then I'm even more reluctant, more reluctant to watch Batman and Robin. But then I get to watch the Nolan trilogy, which I, I definitely want to show my wife uh, The Dark Knight because I want her to see Heath Ledger's turn as the Joker. But that's all I saw as far as movies. 
in terms of games. What's funny is watching Warcraft didn't make me want to play Warcraft. But talking about Warcraft and talking about Warcraft, the Warcraft games in the previous episode kind of made me want to pick up Warcraft 3 again. So I did start playing Warcraft 3 Reforged and I am enjoying it because I like I like real-time strategy games. And I looked up some videos on YouTube on comparisons between Warcraft 3 and Warcraft 3 Reforged. I guess a lot of the if not all of the cutscenes are the same, maybe just the intro cutscene they updated. I like all the updated graphics and art that they made for Reforged, but for me, uh, maybe I have to get used to it. But like, I'm I'm always confused when I'm when I'm trying to make buildings. I can't figure out which building is what. The art isn't as clear to me. Like for example, Warcraft Two even. Or the StarCraft series. For me, StarCraft, Brood War, and StarCraft 2, everything is very clear. Like, if I need to build a supply depot or a barracks or whatever, everything's very clear. Everything's distinct. Maybe that's because I play a lot of StarCraft. But for Warcraft 3, even Reforged, I'm like, okay, where's the farm? Where's the barracks? Where's the... What do I need to build? What's the workshop and the blacksmith and the lumber mill? It's still a little confusing for me. Maybe I need to put more time into it. But my initial thoughts are is that I don't think it's as clear as other games. And I think for that kind of game mechanic, like which buildings to build, I really think it should be as clear as day within two seconds. But again, maybe it's just a matter of time and a matter of playing it. But I am enjoying it. I am enjoying the experience of Warcraft 3 Reforged. I'm, I played a little Sonic games after watching the Sonic movie. I, I remember playing Sonic games as a kid and liking it. But now for me, they're so spastic to me. It's like you kind of just go forward, really, you run forward really fast and you hope for the best. That's Sonic games to me in a nutshell and they're like they're just apples and oranges to me in comparison to like the Mario games the Mario games are very clear you you know where you're jumping or at least most of most of the time you know where you're running you know where you're jumping Sonic games are just too fast and they're too bumpy too jumpy and you just don't know where you're going most of the time and if you want to go if you want to play a Sonic level reasonably you have to go like really slow and like that's not fun the whole point of sonic is the speed of sonic um the whole the whole thing about sonic is that he's fast so you want to go fast but then you don't know where you're going half the time and you're just bumping and bouncing and jumping and running as fast as you can and it's just really spastic like i don't know if i like i want to say i enjoy sonic games but i don't know if i do and i don't know i Maybe they're just not to me. For me, maybe they're just too fast for my eyes or my brain. And also, you Mario games, are for me, are a lot more organized in terms of like for example if you watch that video on the the super mario the super mario brothers 35th anniversary they list all the games from the original super mario all the way through like super mario galaxy and then super mario odyssey i think I don't know if they list Super Mario Odyssey, but um, weirdly, they completely skipped Super Mario Galaxy 2, but that's weird. But they make a clear list of all the Super Mario games. And Sonic, there's, I mean, there's like Sonic Colors, there's Sonic Lost World, there's so many Sonic games, it's, it's kind of a mess. And Mario does have a billion 
spin-off games like the Paper Mario series, the the sports series, but the as far as the main Mario games, there's a straight line in Sonic games, you just don't have that, which is unfortunate because uh, as a kid I did like Sonic games and I like Sega. Yeah, so that's my run of Sonic games. I don't I don't think they're great and I wish I wish they were because I want them to do well. I want Sega to do well, but I'll get to that later. So, Sonic the Hedgehog. Here's my first review from February 23, 2020. I just had a few lines. Pretty fun for a kids movie. This reminded me of Oh yeah, Jim Carrey is awesome so i gave it what did i give it i gave it three and a half stars and then in my review i said perhaps a 3.75 so without jim carrey whom i will refer to as ace ventura this movie would be a decent fun better than average movie adaptation based on a video game but for me personally ace ventura takes it to a whole other level it's to the point where i have to admit that I basically love when he's on screen and the rest almost don't matter to me, which is kind of unfortunate. Everyone is fine. Like, what's that guy's name? Like, I don't know his name. Um, He played like Johnny Del Grecchio on Parks and Rec. Hold on. Ben Schwartz plays Sonic and I thought he was fine. I thought he did a decent job. He played Jean-Ralphio Saperstein or Saperstein. Jean-Ralphio. So I was wrong when I said Johnny Del Grecchio. But I, I only know him as Jean Ralphio. And he, he was so annoying to me. I think I have to give him props because that character is annoying. And he played it so well that he annoyed me. But I thought he was really good as Sonic. And then Cyclops as the Donut King or Donut Lord. I thought he was fine. I thought everyone was fine. But Ace Ventura just kind of elevates the movie and his performance elevates the movie and his scenes are the best part of the movie. And I had some legitimate laughs because of him. The slow-mo scene, the slow motion scene, I understand why you have to put that scene in a Sonic movie. I I get it, but it's it's hard to top the scene that they did in X-Men Days of Future Past. Like they already did an amazing job in that movie so it's kind of hard to top it and and i get why you have to do it in a sonic movie but but yeah that's my thoughts and the bar scene is kind of a whatever scene for me it's kind of a bleh it just feels kind of disconnected from the rest of the movie maybe it's just as well i was about to say maybe it's a scene for kids but then again they're in a bar where they're, they're fighting there's alcohol probably and breaking bottles so i don't know if that's for kids or not but like i mentioned earlier i am rooting for sega i i i hope i'm glad that the movie did well and i they're making a sequel so i hope i hope they do well and i hope they make more and better games i i really like the game quack shot and i hope they bring quack shot I hope they make it available on like the Switch or something. I don't think they will ever, but I have some fond memories of playing the game Quackshot. And my f- it's funny because I I always buy those Sega collections. Like I have it on PS3, maybe PS4, I'm not sure. I think I have it on Steam. I always buy it and I always play one game and that game is Kid Chameleon. So here's a fun fact, despite having abysmal reviews and currently a 28% Rotten Tomato score, 
Warcraft is currently the number one grossing movie based on a video game. I probably said this already in the Warcraft episode. I just realized that and I copied it. I copied and pasted this from the... I'm not sure if I already said this, but we'll see. The current top five according to Wikipedia as of right now are Warcraft, Detective Pikachu, Rampage, Prince of Persia, The Sands of Time, and Sonic the Hedgehog. So Sonic the Hedgehog did well. It's one, two, three, four, five. It's fifth place as of the list of top grossing movies based on a video game. Warcraft is number one. Even the reviews were terrible. Detective Pikachu, I'll probably watch eventually. I have, I have no ties. That's not the right word. I have, I never played Pokemon. Like I never got into it. I don't. I feel like I'm too old for it, but I think either people my age or slightly younger might be into Pokemon. But I think I, w- I felt like I was too old for it when it became popular, but it's still pretty popular. So I like I never got into it. I know of Pikachu. I know of Bulbasaur. Um, that's all I know. Literally, that's all I know. Um, but I like Ryan Reynolds. I don't like the the main guy in that movie. I don't know his name, but he really annoyed me in Jurassic World um, Revenge of the Dinosaurs. I like I hated he was so annoying to me in that movie. And of course, they're like, oh, that movie did well. So let's give him let's make him the lead for yet another huge movie. Detective Pikachu. I don't Hollywood. Stop it. Rampage. I like Rampage, so I m- maybe I'll watch Rampage next because I think I own it on Voodoo. So yeah, my review for Sonic, I liked it fine. I didn't love it, but like a 3.75, like just under under the 4 mark. It's probably, it is made for kids. The movie is geared for kids, so like it has, like Ace Ventura makes that movie for me. And if you if you haven't seen Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, I urge you to check it out because Jim Carrey is really amazing in that movie. Like, a, a amazing performance. You, you think, it makes me think, how can how can you get this man to stay still, much less pull off this amazing, dramatic, nuanced, subtle performance? But he pulls it off and he, he's really good in it. So, like, we all know he can do the over-the-top over com- comedic performance and from eternal sunshine we all know he can pull off a very very dramatic performance it's just kind of a shame he's he's kind of weird now but sonic came out in 2020 and he's funny in that so he's still got it i guess um some next movie next movie review episode might be rampage i'm not sure but that's your sonic episode i hope everyone is doing well I'm in California. I guess there are there's another round of shutdowns and stay-at-home orders. Doesn't really affect me cuz I don't go anywhere. I'm a, I'm a hermit and I'm enjoying the hermit life. I love staying at home. I don't want to see or talk to anyone. But I know not everyone feels the same way, so I hope everyone is doing okay. Uh, wear a mask, take care of yourselves, take care of each other. Um if you want to check out the YouTube channel at Odd Drummer Gaming, where I make videos on drumming and video games. I'm still trying to figure it out. One of the strategies is to niche down on one game or one genre of game. So lately, I've been focusing on Final Fantasy VII Remake. I've just been making a lot of videos on Final Fantasy VII Remake, 
which is a shame because I feel like if I had jumped on this YouTube train earlier, like April, um, I could have had a lot of momentum with that. Because not, I mean, obviously a lot of people were searching for that kind of content in April. But I was in a dark place in April, so I didn't have my stuff together. Um, I only started posting seriously on YouTube in September. So hopefully when Remake Part 2 comes out, I can generate a lot of content that people want to see. But but yeah, the YouTube channel Odd Drummer Gaming. If you have any suggestions on content that you would like to see, you can let me know. Or even for this podcast, let me know if you like it, if you don't like it. If you don't like it, let me know, but I will let you know that your comment made me sad that you don't like what I have to offer. I have nothing to offer anyone. Um, you can follow follow me on the socials at odd underscore drummer. So yeah, take care. I hope you and your family are well. Stay safe throughout the holidays. Uh, stay odd and keep on playing.